Welcome to a special BG Mania here in the United States. This episode is falling on the 4th of July. It's Independence Day. America. Wait, family show. <laughs> BG Mania, a video game music podcast on right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. What's up, party people? To the fireworks. Before we get into the excellent music we have lined up for your listening pleasure today, we want to let you know that the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to techdesportusa.com and use the offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box on all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Techdesport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Eraser. Thanks in advance for all of the support. It's going to be a good episode today, this celebratory episode here. Uh, I do want to clarify one thing, though. I did misspeak on last week's episode. The anniversary episode is not happening tomorrow, Thursday, July 5th. Uh, in fact, our very first episode, that uh, episode one where we took a look at Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, that was uploaded on July 12th, 2017. The anniversary episode, therefore, is next Thursday, July 12th, 2018. Uh, we have... We, we're done recording the episode. We could release it if we wanted to, but we're going to release it on the day of the anniversary. So uh, look for a special two episodes next week. You'll have your normal BG Mania on uh, on July 11th, which is going to be a fun one. We'll tell you what that is at the end of the show. And then the very next day, we have a freaking awesome anniversary episode that I hope you all will download and enjoy. Uh, 95 it is 95 tracks. 95 whopping tracks. No, it's 20, <laughs> 20, 24 tracks. Uh, we basically took Radar and doubled it. Um, it's long. It's a long episode. It's I mean, it's I haven't actually put it together yet, but I feel like it's over two hours, but it's a lot of fun. We tell a lot of stories about past episodes of BG Mania. We joke. We have some laughs. We got eight tracks from me, eight tracks from Frank, four from Jessica and four from the listeners. So uh, it, it's a it's a grand old time. Like I said, we finished recording that earlier this week and now it's just time to uh, put it together in you know, post production. So it's going to be fun again. Tune in next Thursday, July 12th. It'll be up at the same time, 9 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah, just like the episode next Wednesday, it'll be up at 9 a.m. So uh, we hope you enjoy. We, we we did this specifically for our community. Obviously, we really enjoy doing this podcast. We are grateful to make it to 52 episodes because this right here is episode number 52 of BG Mania. So we're grateful to make it to 52 episodes. We did a whole year of the show and uh, we ain't stopping anytime soon. So it's, we're going to be doing stop, Won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, find a great new rapper that we can maybe put on the show instead of Coolio, though. Don't you dare. <laughs> Is it Fly JJ Cool or something like that? I don't remember. Cool, okay. J- cool JJ Fly. We want it all. Unstoppable. We run the floor. You can't take none of this hardcore. What's that? Um, that's Coolio. Um, hit him <laughs> high. <laughs> From Space Jam? Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm um, glad you know that one. All right. Yeah. 
But uh, all right, well, this episode here, we're actually returning to our Legend of Zelda series. It's uh, part seven. We're going to be taking a look at eight tracks from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, one of the worst in the series, and the yes. Legend of Zelda, <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, uh, potentially one of the best in the series. A lot of people really like Link Between Worlds. I, I do. I do think highly of A Link Between Worlds. I think it's great, obviously, being a sequel. Both to, games uh, are amazing. Well, what I will say after exploring the soundtrack of the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, I do have a new appreciation for the music in that game. I think it's fantastic. Um, and from what I understand, the story in Skyward Sword is great as well. It's just hindered by the stupid freaking motion controls that you have to utilize for the Wii Motion Plus. Um, we are contemplating waiting until after Skyward Sword comes out in a remastered edition because you know Nintendo's going to do it. You know they're going to have Skyward Sword HD on the Nintendo Switch. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. So we may put off our uh, our recalculation of the Legend of Zelda franchise until after that comes out because I would like to give Skyward Sword a fair shake before we, re we before we re-rank the videos. Uh, give it a fair shake of, of, of the, the Wii Nunchuck and the Wii no, Motion I, Plus. No, I, I for damn sure ain't giving it a fair <laughs> shake of that Nunchuck and Wii Motion Plus. I'll wait for the actual uh, remastered edition uh, it's it's unfortunate. I, I really wish I could play this game um, without motion controls. But uh, yeah, the opening track you heard there was again from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. That was the Ballad of the Goddess, which uh, Frank basically told me is Zelda's lullaby in reverse, right? Absolutely. Can you yeah. imagine? They reversed the song and then they just kind of built it around it. Yeah. To the point that if you were, you know, if you play Zelda's lullaby backwards, you'll hear a rudimentary version of this. And vice versa. Just not Playing as good. Just not as good. Because it's not, not as good, of yeah, course. Of course. But if you play this backwards, you will hear Zelda's lullaby. And it's not, obviously not as strong, but it's still pretty cool to see that they, they did that. And it's, yeah. it's like two songs that can stand on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Um, so Skyward Sword released here in North America on November 20th, 2011. Uh, why does Wikipedia say it released on the Wii and the Wii U? This wasn't on the Wii U, was it? Not to my knowledge. Weird. Um, uh, but yeah, this has oh, it was it was it was made available on the Wii U eShop September 2016. Okay. Okay. okay, I wondered why I wondered why Wikipedia had said the Wii U. I was getting I was getting kind of confused. I was like, there's no I know they didn't do a remastered version on the Wii U. So uh, if they did, I would have played it by now. But uh, yeah, so this originally released on the Nintendo Wii November 20th, 2011 here in North America, uh, three days before the Japanese release. And there's four composers behind this. We have Hajime Wakai, Shiho Fuji, Mahito Yakoda, and Takeshi Hama. And out of all the eight tracks we picked today, we don't have any from Mahito Yakoda, so I feel like we should give him a little bit of uh, recognition here before we get off. Um, he was the composer behind Dynasty Warriors 4, Donkey Kong Country Jungle Beat, uh, Super Mario Galaxy with Koji Kondo, Wii Music, Galaxy 2. Uh, he did music for 3D Land. Um, obviously, he worked on Skyward Sword. We just didn't pick any of his tracks. A new Super Mario Brothers U, new Luigi U, all the way up through uh, Super Mario Odyssey. He's worked pretty much worked on everything Nintendo since then. So, a prominent figure over there at the uh, you know Nintendo for for music. Just the eight tracks we picked. Nothing from him. Uh, so, the first track there that we'll give credit for, we actually did find composers for them. That was done by Hajime Wakai. So, Hajime Wakai did the Ballad of the Goddess for Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. I also like to give credit to that to uh, Odank Ijok. Uh, Koji Kondo? That's Koji Kondo in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the first thing that uh, Mr. Hajime Wakai worked on for Nintendo was Star Fox 64. And then uh, went all the way up through, did music for Pokemon Stadium, Stadium 2, Pikmin, Wind Waker, Dogs, Star Fox Command, uh, Big Brain Academy, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Music, uh, again, all the way up through Breath of the he Wild. He composed that awesome Wii Music? Yeah. Yep. Nice. 
Uh, and then he obviously, he was the sound director for Breath of the Wild. So he didn't do composition work, but he was the sound director for Breath of the Wild. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, okay, let's move into our second track today. Let's go ahead and take a listen again from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. This is Skyloft. from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And that was composed by Shiho Fuji. Shiho Fuji, let's see what she's done. So the first thing that she worked on uh, was Wii Fit. And then she worked on Animal Crossing City Folk, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, New Super Mario Bros. U, New Super Luigi U, Mario Kart 8, Smash Bros. 3DS Wii U, Splatoon, Splatoon 2, Super Mario Run, which was the, the uh, mobile game. game. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and then Super Mario Odyssey. So she's done a few. She's done uh, a few things. Obviously, uh, not nearly as much as some of the other people that we're going to talk about, but uh, still some big games on that list that she's worked on, too. Super Mario Odyssey yeah. being, you know, huge. It's a great so, game. Yeah. Speaking of great games, let's talk about some of the awards that Skyward Sword won. Can't wait. So... It, was, it received near universal critical acclaim and was nominated for eight Nintendo Power Awards. Actually, won four awards. Okay. It won Best Adventure Game, Wii Game of the Year, Overall Game of the Year, and Most Infuriating. <laughs> Gee. Because of the motion controls. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Uh, because, you know, they were forced, dude. Like, we were talking while listening to the track. I could tolerate Twilight Princess on the Wii because the motion controls in that game, you know, you were able to aim the crossbow with motion controls, which did lead to uh, Link's crossbow training. Um, you know, you were able to, you know, just do different things, but you didn't have to sit there and swing your arm around or continuously flick your wrist over and over and over again to swing the swords. But in Skyward Sword, that was the only way to attack. You had to use motion. And it, it was bugged a perfect the one hell to, out of it me. Was a perfect, it was a perfect one-to-one recreation of how the player uses the Wiimote. It bugged the hell out of me to the point that I almost just said the F word on BG Mania. Like, it bugged the F out of me, dude. Like, that that's <laughs> why I had to stop playing Skyward Sword because it was infuriating and I hated it. I really, like I said, that's why I want to remaster. Skyward Sword needs to remaster more than any other Zelda game to date to get oh, rid of the motion controls. I, I actually do agree with you. I, I don't like to give you a hard time about Skyward Sword, but yeah. the story was... The story of this game was awesome. Yeah, and it's the, the, it's the freaking origin story, dude. I want to play it. 
what sucks is I had to suffer through this game. I, I like yeah. it. I rank it. High, I rank it high because the because story, of the story. Yeah, the, the, the story definitely does it for me. Yeah, I will. I will recognize the fact that this is an infuriating game to play. Nintendo even themselves yeah. let it, had it win the most infuriating game award. So right, which is why I'm really hopeful that eventually they will. Uh, they will actually do a remastered version. I really thought that was gonna that was gonna be the Zelda game for this year. I really thought we would get a remaster for you know fall 2018. Fingers are crossed for next year now, just because I really want this to happen, dude. It's crazy though. This, this this game had the longest development period of any Zelda game. I know. Uh, they started working on it in 2007. Didn't announce anything in 2008. We didn't see it until the very end of 2011. So almost 2012. Um, we're talking we're talking five years. When was Breath of the Wild announced? I don't know. Says development of Breath of the Wild lasted for five years. How long was Skyward Sword? About five years. Okay, so about the same. Okay. Yeah, because it says here that... uh, Oh, so... The... It was announced in 2013... No. It was announced in 2013. Started development in 2012. So so Breath of the Wild was five years. Five as well? Okay. Okay. Still. They managed to make a good game. Skyward Sword made a good game with a, a hard bad, to play. Uh, good game with bad controls. Good game yeah. with bad controls. All right, let's go ahead and move into track number three then. Again, from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, this is Groose's theme. <laughs> Bruce's theme from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, and that one was composed by Takeshi Hama, someone that we haven't yet talked about here on the, on the show today, so we'll go ahead and uh, mention what he has done now, and it's not much. So he was uh, implementation only for music for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, and then he did some composition work for Super Mario 3D Land and The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. <laughs> yeah. Only three games. 
he's a freelance composer doesn't actually work for Nintendo like everyone else we talked about today so no but I like Gris's theme I like Gris as a character and he's he's Link's rival in the game okay he's, a, he's, a, he's not an enemy he's a, he's a fellow uh, student in the Night Academy he's envious that Link and Zelda share this special kind of bond and uh, if you read the Hyrule Historia it explains it like everybody in Skyloft has like they're inspired by birds or the, hi- the Hyrule Historia is such a good book dude like it's such it a really, good encyclopedia really is. isn't there another one coming out soon or is it already out they're, they're, it's either out soon or just came out by Hyrule, Hyrule, Histor- Hyrule Historia 2 something like that this one here um, for, for Roots um he has like a, he has like a, a pompadour that's very similar to a uh, a rooster's comb because like, he's very bird-like. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's pretty cool. I, I love the song. It's a, a little bit of a, a trombone, you know. So it looks like it looks like it looks like it's out. It's been out for a while. It's called uh, uh, it's a, it's an encyclopedia, but it's it couples with Hyrule Historia, and there's also an art and artifacts book as well. Uh, at least it's oh, Kota- there, there, there is art artifacts I've seen that one before they, they come in like a treasure chest kind of thing yeah so the Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia is what it's called uh, it says it was due out in April 2018 this is, was a uh, a article that was on Kotaku and uh, I am looking it up here on Amazon it is available to order so yeah this this and it's got a blue cover on it so uh, I'm gonna have to pick that up I also want the art and artifacts one too I've seen it in a store on sale, and they passed on it like a dummy. And I was oh like, no, my I god, dude! I, I didn't have any money at the time, so I was like, <sighs> I I have read Hyrule Historia cover to cover. I've read that entire thing, Ditto. dude. Yeah, I've read that entire thing. I actually see they have a Super Mario encyclopedia as well that I'm very interested in. Now that I see that here, I'm looking at Amazon. So, <laughs> um, I just. It's Hyrule Historia gave us what we wanted. It gave us the timeline. It gave us the official timeline. Yeah, that's how we know that Skyward Sword was the original uh, game in the timeline. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the only games that actually features a romantic storyline. So, yeah, yeah, you usually don't usually don't see that in the Zelda games. So, okay, let's go ahead and take a listen to a track that is considered one of the best in the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. This is Fee's theme. Fee's theme from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, and that one was composed by Takeshi Hama. So the same guy that did the uh, the one before that, Grusa's theme. And uh, you said you had a little fun story about uh, Fee's theme because you've heard that live. I have heard that live. Very emotional, very ethereal. You really felt that one. 
Um, but if you remember the early trials of the game, mm-hmm. fee wasn't implemented. Fee was, was added not. afterwards. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, also, in those trailers, Link had the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield. You get them much, much later in the game, but right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, like I can't imagine the game without fee. Yeah, and uh, uh, so you heard that at um, was it is it called Symphony of the Goddess? Symphony of the Goddess. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, the uh, one of the orchestras that I have yet to see, even though. It's came to Cleveland two or three times since I've lived in Ohio, but every time it comes, I'm either out of town or I have something else going on the same freaking day that I can't miss, like uh, BlizzCon. So, to be I, fair, Brian, uh, you've got this. You've got to see Distant Worlds, which I would love to see Distant Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I see all Distant Worlds and a New World, and again, they're coming. Uh, distant. I actually think Distant Worlds has already been here and came and gone. I think that was earlier this year. Or I'm sorry, earlier this month. Uh, it may have been. It may be next month. Though, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Distant Worlds is great too. So that'd be something obviously that I would recommend you go see, and I'd still would love to catch Symphony of the Goddess as well. Uh, and then we need to catch video games fingers, live at some point crossed, too. Show, fingers crossed they all show up at Super Magfest this year. There we go. Next year, we all, we got to catch video games live too at some point. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, because that would be fun to see. Uh, yeah, no, but that's obviously such a beautiful piece of music. I really, really enjoy Fee's theme. Uh, when I was going through the entirety of Skyward Sword's soundtrack, which I will say is a very in-depth, it's like 190 tracks on this actual soundtrack, at least on the, uh, you know, on the unofficial. I, I'm sure that there's far less on the official soundtrack, but if you actually look up how much, you know, like music in the game on YouTube or, you know, any like website that has, mu- you know, these, these, mp3s of the music they have a ton of tracks just because there's way more music in the game than what appears on the official soundtrack and uh, i listened to it all to try to find the best of the best to put on the show here today and a lot of people obviously really really high on uh, fee's theme so it's really good too like i said very touching very beautiful very emotional and uh it, it fits the character really well i and i do like that about fee's theme so i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a little liner note for uh okay for this game so uh we wish for in the sky loft. There's a little girl named Kukio. Uh, and if you meet her in Skyloft, she'll be like, it's too dangerous to go out alone at night. And Take it's this. referencing. Take this. Exactly. <laughs> referencing the iconic phrase, it's dangerous to go alone, that the old man says in the beginning yeah. of the original NES. So. Which yeah, no one, no, I am no playing right the, now on my NES Classic. Exactly. There you go. Just knowing that this is the first, you know, the first game in the series canonically now yeah it's cool to see like all, all, all these little things uh there's actually a hermit in the game who goes all right i'll tell you but remember it's a secret to everybody another reference to the, the hermit original Zelda. yeah the hermit's cave thing little hidden yeah. area yeah. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty cool though all, all these original things are featured in or at least most of them are featured in skyward sword right and yeah, like I was saying there, uh, both Frank and I were able to score our NES classics from the new shipment that Nintendo put out. Uh, we each picked one up, funny enough, out of Walmart. And uh, yeah, I'm actually playing through the original Legend of Zelda right now. I'm, it's it's great. I, I'm really enjoying my NES classics. So uh, if you oh, just, are... Just remember, it's Northwest, Southwest. I know. Until you get to the green road. I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, if you are interested in picking up one, they seem to be readily available, especially at Walmart. I think Walmart is the retailer that's getting the most... Um, from at least from what I've seen locally, but um, who knows? if you go to Walmart and use offer code LDG, <laughs> nope, not well, yet. You won't, well, well, you won't get anything, but uh, yeah, you won't get anything, you won't get anything except maybe a little bit of advertisement for Lebanon Games. So, there you thumb, go. thumbs up. Let's go ahead and move on to the next track. Again, we're still sticking with the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. This one is The Sky. Thank you. 
was the sky from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And that's the only track we're playing that I was unable to find official actual credits for. So we'll just give credit to all four composers there. Hajime Wakai, Shiho Fuji, Mahito Yakoda, and Takeshi Hama. And Frank. <laughs> no, no. No, no, oh, no, I Frank. I tried. No, I tried. I tried. no, Frank. Frank doesn't get Frank doesn't get any credits here, ever, oh. ever. Well, Brian, ever again for one, my, for one of my favorite Zelda games, you're gonna give me a little bit of credit. Okay, I'll give you credit that you actually so, managed to finish this game. Thank you. So, <laughs> uh, in the in the sky, we have these characters called the Lothwings. Those the, the birds that you fly upon in the game. The, yeah, the, the giant, the giant freaking birds. And the Lothwings, all their feather plumes actually match the respective rider's hairstyle, which is a pretty cool touch. Is that right? It's, it, it is right. So say <laughs> I. So Ozo Groose has the thing, you know, Lothwings <laughs> is up to the side. Yeah. Just, cool. just a little fun fact, a little, little, little tank tidbit, if you will. A little, little tank tidbit. Uh, yeah, everything returns next week on the anniversary episode. We got tank tidbits, we got liner notes, we got Brian's brain busters, we got an L. Frank Carroll fact. Get out of here. Yeah, we got an Alfred Carroll fact next no, week on the anniversary. Stuff, stuff, Carroll, get out of here. <laughs> we got everything on the anniversary episode next week. But uh, that's another great piece of music there, dude. I really, like I said, I really like the orchestration used there for that music. Um, and it just fits. It just, uh, it just fits the feel that they were going for for Skyward Sword. You can tell. I don't. I haven't even finished this game, and I can tell that this music just fits perfectly to what they were trying to do with the aesthetic. Speaking of not being, not, not finishing the game. Like most people. So, this game was broken, believe it or not. Go yeah. figure it. No um, kidding. <laughs> so, if you complete the Thunder Dragon quest, if, uh -huh. if you talk to Golo, the Goron outside of the Lanyaru mining entrance, if you talk to him at least twice, he tells the player that he's jealous that we discovered what's in there. And from that point forward, the game becomes impossible to complete because the Elden Volcano and Farron Woods the, the events there no longer occur. Nintendo actually tried to fix the glitch. They had to actually release a patch on the uh, Nintendo update channel. Really? But, yeah, so unfortunately, if you have this game and you get the update, you kind of SOL. Wow, that's crazy. Cool. That's kind of that's neat at the same time, though. That's kind of cool. So hopefully, if you are trying to play this on the Wii and you, you heard what I said, or you found a guide that tells you don't, don't talk to Golo. You will ruin your game. Just wait for the remastered version. Just wait. Okay? Just, just wait. It's going to be excellent. It's going it's mean, it's it's to happen. It's going to happen. It's like before before the remastered version of Final Fantasy XII got announced. We, we knew it was coming. We know it's going to happen. So just wait for that. We got three tracks left, though, from Skyward Sword before we move on to A Link Between Worlds. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Girahim's theme.
and that was Girahem's theme from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And that one was composed by Hajime Wakai. I absolutely love that track, dude. It's so it's so it's so evil. It definitely has that little bit of a dun dun I'm trying to think of exactly what that is. Uh, I don't know. Typical video, <laughs> video game bad guy music tropes. They all I do that. Think, I feel like that was like the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, one of the uh, the enemies. Potentially. Had that as like an entrance. That thing. Something like that. Okay, that's from Link to the Past. Yeah. There you go. See. Yeah. I'm not as crazy as I seem. <laughs> um, but no, this track is so evil, dude. Like. I love this. I really, really love this. And it's, again, it's just so slow, so melodic, and just so freaking evil. I, I really like what Hajime Wakai was able to do with this, and it just it just made it work for me. I really enjoyed this. Gary Hume's a badass. He's, you know, he's, a, he's trying to bring back the evil demon to destroy the world. Like that's Wait, the evil demon? Yes, the demise of the entire world. Ah. <sighs> Did he succeed? <laughs> well, <laughs> some, some, actually, that, that's a good question. That's actually a pretty existential question. Did, did he succeed? He did bring demise upon the world. And, did and, and, Zelda and, destroy and, demise? Yes, and, he did. Yeah, yeah. Did you just call Zelda a guy? You said yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Zelda's oh, a girl. Oh, you didn't know? Zelda's a girl. Oh, you didn't know? What? Zelda's a girl, dude. You didn't wait, know that? Wait. Zelda's the girl. Yeah. Why don't they call it the Legend of Link? Come on now. It's called it's called the Legend of Linkle, and uh, I would pay top dollar for that game to be made. I said this before, and I'll say it again. Linkle deserves her own damn game. No, no, she doesn't. Yes, yes, she does. Yes. No. I, I want a full fledged Legend of Linkle, a Linkle to the past. I want that. Who does that? What, what market does that, that satisfy? Definitely not me. I want the Legend of Zelda, a Linkle to the past. Legend of Zelda, a Linkle to the past. <laughs> I want that game to be made. Well, guys, this has been another episode of BG Manning. Goodbye. <laughs> I'd buy it in a heartbeat. You know I would, and I'd play the crap out of it. We got two tracks left. <laughs> Let's move on to Kalakdos Maldorak from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword.
And that was Kalakdos Muldurak from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Uh, a boss theme. Boss theme. And bosses it was, themes. Bosses <laughs> themes, yeah. Same theme for both bosses. Uh, that was composed by uh, Shiho Fuji, so she actually worked on that one. That's a great, uh, epic, dude. Epic uh, piece uh, of honestly, music. Honestly, I didn't even recognize the fact that it was the same theme for both bosses. Yeah, which uh, we were kind of talking about that a little bit while listening to it. Uh, it's not unique to Skyward Sword. We've definitely seen this before in Legend of Zelda games where they'll reuse tracks for bosses or in some of the early games, the same track for every boss. So. I think I said that to you uh, when it came to Link to the Past that all the temples have the same exact uh, music. And, and, you like, did, and you didn't know that. No. Yeah, you actually thought, you know, you're like, where, but there's more than one. I was like, there isn't. <laughs> it's all the same. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. It's just funny how your mind remembers that. So, um, you know, it's, it's different. It's cool. I like it. But again, this this track is so freaking epic, dude. It just it fits. Like I said, I, I, I didn't even get to these bosses in the game. But as soon as I heard this track, I could tell this is a epic boss theme right here. Oh, yeah. Kalactos is a big golden automaton. Uh, mm-hmm. with multi-arms like uh, the goddess Shiva. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Moldorok is a big giant scorpion with like eyes inside of his claws, kind, kind of reminiscent of the uh, the spiders. To where you have to from, aim uh, for the eyes or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you were saying was very challenging to do, was the, the Moldorok? Yeah, well, that, that, that was a pain in the butt. Okay. So that especially, with the, with motion, especially with the motion controls. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I'll look forward to that, uh, doing it without motion controls when we play the remastered, whenever, yeah. that, whenever that releases. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we do have one track left from Skyward Sword, and it's also Just another one. epic battle theme. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to A Link Between Worlds, let's go ahead and take a listen to the final Girahim battle. was the final Girahim battle from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. We're closing out the chapter on the book of Skyward Sword. Great, like I said, great music all around in that game. Uh, oh, I should mention final Girahim battle that was composed by uh, Hajime Wakai once again. So uh, we definitely heard his name more often than anyone else's here on the uh, out of the eight tracks that we decided to pick. But um, you can just tell again, epic piece of battle music. And I really like the use of the uh, the vocals there, like the choir vocals. Really, really well done. I really like that a lot. Yeah, this is this is a great track. Like it really, it really is. I, I have nothing bad to say about it. I, I love any song that has like a chant to it. How is the how is the boss fight? Like how is the battle? Like how was the actual fight itself? It was. Was it like what okay. we what we come to expect with Ganondorf? Or was it not as good as like the Ganondorf battles? Not really, because because. Kirahim is not the final person you fight. Oh, okay. Demise is the, is, is the final Oh, boss. that's that's right. I do. Yeah, I did know that because of the end of Hyrule Historia. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and since we're gonna be closing out the game uh, here, demise when you beat him, he curses Link and Zelda's descendants to be eternally hunted by a manifestation of his hatred. Then the manifestation of his hatred has a special name. It's called Ganondorf. <laughs> so. Which is why you just can't get rid of Ganondorf. It's impossible. It's impossible to get rid of Ganondorf. Ganondorf, Zelda, and Link are just the three, the three primal forces in the world, you know? Yeah, the Triforce of uh, Courage, Wisdom, and... Uh, Power! And Linkle. And Linkle, yes, the Triforce of Linkle. <laughs> yep, yep. I just, that's what I really like about The Legend of Zelda, obviously, because Ganondorf always just manifests whenever he needs to. Like, he, again, he's just a, a, an entity. He is a manifestation of demise. He's a being. He's not a physical thing. Like, he's just a, a, a phys, you know, he's, he manifests whenever he needs to. But what's really cool is whenever he manifests, there's always a Zelda and there's always a Link that exists in the world at the time as well. And that's why I think I really like the Legend of Zelda franchise so much is because the continuity is there. Like the actual, yeah, like the, uh, the intertwining webs about everything that they did with the lore is all there. And it's like this timeline existed before. And what's crazy is they actually didn't have a timeline at first. So they were able to do all this together. But they figured it out. They, they, yeah, they sussed it all out. Internally, they were able to, like, without even knowing what they were doing, like, there's just little things here in some of these games before they actually had the timeline in, in mind to where it just made sense. And that's what I really like about it. And that's why this will always be my favorite video game franchise of all time. I, I always, always say, like, I'll link, um, a, uh, I'll link between... World, no, no, no. Sorry, what am I trying to say? Uh, Ocarina of Time. I was, I'm actually getting ahead to the next game we're about to move on to. Uh, yeah. I think Between Worlds is not my favorite Zelda game of all time. Uh, Ocarina of Time is, and uh, I, I mine, 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 mine's linked to the past. So yeah, I'll link to the past. I'll link to the past. But like I said, and just double back what you said, they're primal forces. Without the light, there is no dark. Without the hot, there is no cold. Yeah. So. Without the high roll, there's no low roll. You know, everything has, everything has a balance. Wow, yeah, without the light world, there is no dark world. See? There you yeah. go. So with that, we'll go ahead and transition to The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Before we talk about it, let's listen to the first track. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Hyrule at Peace. Hyrule at Peace from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Let's get the stats out of the way. This released on the Nintendo 3DS here in North America, November 22nd, 2013. Crazy to think! This game's almost five years old already, dude. Like, it feels like it just came out, but it's already almost five years old. 
Um, the only composer that worked on this game. There's just one composer to this entire soundtrack, Mr. Ryo Nagamatsu. And obviously we have talked about him several times on the podcast before, most notably in our Super Mario Galaxy 2 episode where he did most uh, a lot of the composition work alongside Mahoto Yokota and uh, Koji Kondo. And then again in our episode where we talked about, uh, again, Legend of Zelda because he worked on, he was the composer for Triforce Heroes. So we've talked about him several times here on the podcast. Uh, but this soundtrack, what you're get, what you're going to come to realize here is obviously a throwback to A Link to the Past because this game is a direct sequel to A Link to the Past. And more, more you know, it's obviously a spiritual successor as well, but it's more a direct sequel. Um, and it's just the callbacks that they do to the soundtrack and from a link to the past is so good in a link between worlds. And like I said, just we have, we have a mix here out of the eight tracks. We're going to play from this game. We have a mix of callbacks and we have a mix of original stuff there. And I, I really like what Ryo Nagamatsu was able to do with the soundtrack, dude. It's, it's fantastic. It's really good. Exactly. It felt like a pirate shanty version of, uh, yeah, of Zelda. Of, of, of the of the traditional Zelda of the traditional Zelda thing that we've come to know and love. So, um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and move into our second track from A Link Between Worlds. This one, Safety in the Sanctuary. Safety in the Sanctuary from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Obviously, a callback to the uh, Sanctuary theme from A Link to the Past, which happens to be one of my favorite tracks from A Link to the Past. So I was really excited to hear this in A Link Between Worlds as well. But again, it's different enough. It's uh, it's obviously Ryo Nagamatsu's take on the Sanctuary theme. And it's fantastic, dude. I really, really like this a lot. In fact, uh, the priest, oh, he actually retains his name in this one. You know, usually the, you know, the Japanese version and the English version, the main changes. Mm-hmm. But they kept the, they kept the name Shinpu uh, for the priest. Um, Shinpu! I forgot about that. His name is Shinpu. Which means priest in Japanese, so don't make fun of him. Shinpu. No, but it's still funny, dude. It's a it funny is. name. <laughs> forgot his name was Shinpu. Yes, his name is Shinpu. Uh, it'd have been better if his name was Shen Mew, but that's just me. Well, no one cares about that. A lot of people do, but I'm just there right at the top leading the charge. So uh, everything in this game is actually slanted to achieve the perspective that you see on the Link to the Past. So when you play it on the 3DS, it would be, they, that's how they created the 3D effect was by slightly tilting all the uh, the architecture. That's really cool. What I also liked about A Link Between Worlds was the fact that you could actually plaster yourself onto the walls and like the the landscape i really liked going into that 2d style 
because it became really interesting in order to solve puzzles and that kind of stuff. I like that. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you like that about this game. That was great. Yeah, now, I have a little I have a little tech tidbit for you here that I really, really like about this game. OK, um, unfortunately, we're not going to hear the song here. Um, Are we not? This, How do you know? We're not. I'll tell you why. Okay. The song used in the Japanese commercials for this game was a remix of the infamous song they used for the Japanese A Link to the Past commercials. Well, I have one. it in the episode, so... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which is a great video. If you've never looked up before, look up Japanese A Link to the Past commercial on the YouTubes. You will not be disappointed. I'll check that it's out soon we're done. It's a, great, it's a great music video in general. Great puppetry work, great dancing. Highly, highly recommended. I'll check that out as soon as we're done. That sounds like something I would enjoy to see. So you I'll check. are going to be elated if you haven't seen this already. Yeah, I haven't. So I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll oh definitely boy. check it out. I'll check it out. Uh, okay, let's move into the next track. Again, from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This is Hyrule Field. Was Hyrule Field from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, again composed by Ryo Nagamatsu. And dude, I just I sit here and I can't help but smile when I listen to Hyrule Field. And I told you that no freaking Zelda episode we've ever done is complete until we hear that traditional Hyrule Field music kick in. And what I really like about this is that obviously it's it's Ryo's take on the classic Zelda theme. And like you said, Absolutely. like you said, it's just different enough to be its own, but clearly recognizable and instantly, again, just ear to ear smile on my face because this was one of my all time favorite video game songs ever. So not not this version, just this this actual tune. 
I think a lot of us hold this song in high regard. You know, yeah. this, is, this is this is Zelda. This is one. This is the overworld. This is, mm-hmm. and we and we haven't heard a bad song yet so far. No, no, this entire episode. No, we're eleven. Um, we're eleven tracks in, and every single one of them has been really solid. And we're gonna close out. The last five tracks we're gonna do are also extremely solid. I want to do something that I noticed in the game. I'm hoping maybe maybe I'm not a crazy person. Like, could be a crazy yeah. person. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe uh, you're not a crazy person. In the game. Yeah, there's a there's a, a character who appears called Ravio. He's yeah, the, 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 the bunny, the bunny, the, the one that sells you all the, the stuff. Bunny. He sells you or or lets you rent out his items. Yeah, sorry, rent out the items. Yeah, he doesn't sell them. He rents you them out. Buy, you, you actually buy them eventually. Um, right, but at first you can only rent them out. Yes. Now, I thought it was a cool parallel, and I don't think it, I don't know if it was on purpose or not. I'm assuming it was on purpose. That if you remember in the original Link to the Past when. Link didn't have the moon pearl and he was between worlds, like, you know, when he was shifting, he turned into a purple bunny. No, that was done on purpose, 100%. You think that had to be done, right? Yeah, that had that was that was clearly intentional. Yeah, that had to have been. But what brings me to, uh, to another point here is that the, the, the actual Ravio is, he looks a lot like Nappet from uh, New Super Mario Bros. Geo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Of, and, and a lot of said a lot of fans actually, like, wrote to him saying, hey, he looks just like him. And he goes, well... This wasn't done intentionally, but both of those games were developed on the same floor in Nintendo, so maybe they inspired each other. That's neat. That's neat. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool how, how art works that way. You know, it, it, yeah. it was never done intentionally. Yeah. What I like what was done intentionally, though, is inside of uh, inside of Ravio's house, there was the uh, Majora's Mask. And that was obviously <laughs> a, a, obviously a tease to. Just a <laughs> yeah. But it was a tease to Majora's Mask 3D being currently in development, which yeah. we which we didn't know at the time. So. I really, I really like that. So such really a fun cool. game, such yeah. a fun game. It was, it really was. Okay, like I said, we got five tracks left. I think we're gonna close out with no bad tracks today. Let's go ahead and take a listen again from the Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. This is Hyrule Castle. Hyrule Castle from The Legend of Zelda 
A Link Between Worlds. Again, so good. So A Link to the Past. Oh, man. I just, again, different enough. Ryo Nagamatsu's take on it. Different enough to where you can tell it's an original piece, but clearly, obviously, just a, a, a reprise or a remix of the Hyrule Castle theme from A Link to, a Link to the Past. And what I like what he did there. So, like what you couldn't hear on the SNES, what they couldn't do there, what you know, what Koji Kondo wasn't able to do on a link between a link to the past. He had a flute playing certain melodies, and I really like that because it just fits so well. And then halfway through the track, when you hear the same stuff again, he added a snare drum beat. I love that, dude. It's just it's fantastic. I really like what he was able to do with this track. I might prefer this one over the a link to the past version, in all honesty. I mean, Ryu Nagamatsu is talented as hell. Yes, like, he, he is. Definitely, he, he definitely, you know, he, he rubbed his, his own stank. He put his own spin on these things. In fact, he's the he's the flute player that you hear in a lot of these uh, tracks. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, I think he does a lot of the instrumentation for these. Yeah, he also did uh, any any spot where there's vocals. Yeah, is also him. Nice. Well, we're about so to hear he, some vocals on our next track, so. It's almost like I'm looking into the future. What am I, a game oracle or something? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But you had said that obviously you were looking some stuff up while listening to that and that uh, it's critically rated as one of the better soundtracks, if not the best soundtracks in any Zelda it's, game. It's a lot of people are saying it's possibly maybe the best music in all of Zelda. And I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, no, no, I, I wouldn't argue that at all. I actually was telling you that we probably could have done an entire episode, like 14 or 16 tracks dedicated to A Link to the... I keep doing that, A Link Between Worlds. It's so hard to say what game we're actually talking about when there's two games called A Link, you know, to whatever. Just call um, Triforce of the Gods too, okay? <laughs> no. But, uh... We probably could, I probably could have picked 14 or 16 tracks from A Link Between Worlds to actually play on an episode dedicated to it. Uh, we might revisit A Link Between Worlds in the future. We might have to. There's there's a possibility we may have to. Either that or we can revisit it if we do a spotlight on Ryo Nagamatsu in the future, which which is a possibility we as could. well. He's got a lot of good stuff yeah. that we can pick from. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility as well. But I did mention a vocal track coming up. Let's go ahead and cut to that. From, again, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, this is the Yuga battle. And that was the Yuga battle from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Yuga. Yuga, Yuga, Yuga. Yeah. Yuga, Yuga. I don't know what they're saying, but great. Dude, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, difficult, challenging boss battle. 
But uh, I, I like that music. <laughs> I love that music, actually. Yuga's a bastard. <laughs> yes, yes, I, 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 I agree with that, 100%. I agree with that. Hey, hey, hey let me resurrect Ganon so I can roll both Hyrule and Rule. How about you don't do that, okay? <laughs> uh, interesting, though, because we have to assume that Ryo Nagamatsu is one of the voices you hear in that. You'd, yeah. have, you'd have to assume that because of what you just told us. Either that or you're a liar, which is true as well. Wikipedia, you can't lie on Wikipedia. Yes, you can. It's actually really easy. Well, you shouldn't, okay? That's bad. <laughs> it's, hard, it's getting harder and harder to lie on Wikipedia now because they are definitely cracking down on that. But uh, when it was still in its early years, it was actually really easy to, to lie on Wikipedia. Um, people still get away with it from time to time, though, if you're actually really sly. Don't do it, okay? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Wikipedia is the encyclopedia of the future. And the future is now. So I have a little fun fact for you. A, uh, a Brian Brainbuster? It's a Brian Brainbuster. So if you don't buy anything from the Lakeside uh, item seller, he'll say to you this following phrase. He'll say, Hey, Liu ni temos yub. What's that mean? Which, it, which is, well, buy something, will you? Backwards. Uh, that reference was like, to the shopkeeper's original. I thought you were going to try to like make fun of me, like... But you actually didn't. No, well, this technically is an audio podcast, and I can't see you wearing your stupid bandana looking like a reject out of poison. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a GNR shirt. Come on now. Uh, if they want, they can go look at the Max of a podcast this past Monday, and you'll see exactly what I look like because I look the same. We recorded that three yes. hours ago. <laughs> a dirty hippie is what he looks like. Um, a great looking dirty hippie, though. Oh, Brian, one day. You'll cut that hair and look glorious again. No, no, I'll cut it when it falls out. Yeah, well, don't worry. Time, I guess time will do that to you. Is the best of us. Well, some of us know how to reverse time and make our beards golden. Well, not no. even golden black, but like charcoal black. Did you rub charcoal on your face? No, I was <laughs> eating a lot of chocolate. <laughs> uh, That's not the secret. <laughs> there's a secret about it. <laughs> Yeah, but you mentioned something there. You got obviously trying to, uh, you know, basically combine high rule and low rule together and, uh, you know, rule them all. You know, one ring to rule them all. Let's go ahead and take a listen from The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. This is the low rule main theme. Right there, we fought fought for the light world with the low rule main theme from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. 
Brian, you stop right now. Those are the themes of the dark world. The themes of the dark world. No, 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 dude. It's fight, fight for the light world. Fight, fight for the light world. You are so wrong. You've <laughs> never been more wrong. Brian, I will set you on fire. Because <laughs> you were wrong. Okay. I will banish you to the dark world so you can hear fight, fight for the light world all the live long day. I would love to live in the dark world. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, the the dark world version of Long Island is probably what Ohio. No, probably Youngstown. Not not just Ohio in yeah. general. Probably just Youngstown. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't want to go to the dark world. Um, <laughs> how, about, how, how about we talk a little bit of sales and revenue? Something you know. Ooh, something we t- yeah, podcast. I was gonna say something we do in the Maxwell podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. This game sold 224,143 copies in its first week in Japan. It's pretty good. The game has sold 2.51 million units worldwide as of March 31st, 2014. You have to assume it's more than that now. Of course, now we're talking four years later. Yeah. Um, but they're saying in Japan, they sold 1.09 million by July of 2014. Wow. Okay. Which is crazy because these games don't normally do like that, right? Only Especially, Japan. yeah. I was gonna say they, I mean, Japanese sales numbers are usually much lower just because, just just how it is over there. So they're usually much lower there than they are here. But more of an El Caro effect. So I'm, 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 I'm give him a little credit here. Something, yeah. he, 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 something, okay. something he would talk about. Okay, giving us a little tease that anniversary episode next Thursday too. Yeah, this is one that he would be proud of. The jingle the weather vanes make when you save the game is the same tune as the flute in Ocarina. Uh, did you play the Link to the Past? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you remember, if you played that one in front of the weather vane in Kakariko Village, yeah. a duck would come by and pick you up and fly around. That's what he does. He flies around with a big old duck. Nice. Uh, nice. All around town. Yeah. That, that, that or he's just a pot, though. <laughs> how about that? Uh, how about them bongos, though? Dude. That? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, Again, I, I like, just, we'll, we'll just, just like, little, slight little changes that Ryo Nagamatsu made to these tracks just uh, made them, I, I don't want to say better, but just equally as impressive. I mean, I think I, told, I, think I made this point of the favorite form. My favorite song from Legend of Zelda is the Dark World theme. I thought it was the Death Mountain theme. It's so all the same to me. So they all mm. blend together. Okay. Da, 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 da. But anyway, um, to hear this song re-instrumented with the bongos, mm-hmm. kind of digging it. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I like it, but better than the other. That's what but I'm saying. I, I wouldn't say that it's better, but it's equally as impressive. I dig it. I like it. Yeah, I, for sure. I'll, th- I'll throw this on my iPod and uh, listen to it. Yeah, well now you can. Kids do that, right? Listen yeah, you... on their iPods and. No, I'm pretty sure it's resumes. just used, pretty sure it's just the phones now. Pretty oh, yeah. sure it's just the phone. Kids and your technologies. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna throw it, I'm gonna throw it on my Sony Walkman. <laughs> Okay. Be a part of my mix, too. <laughs> All right. We're down to the last two tracks on today's episode, though. Oh, do we have to end it? Come on, bro. We have to Let's end it. Some more. We have to end Yeah, I wish we had time. I wish we could do that, but that'll stretch it too long. We got two tracks, though, that are going to put a great ending to this episode. And I actually already mentioned the next one from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This is Death Mountain.
was Death Mountain from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. Again, another awesome take from Yo Nagamatsu there. And uh, just really, again, fits the amazingness that we heard from Death Mountain in, in, the, in A Link to the Past. But what's fun there is that when you actually hear it orchestrated, you actually realize how close that resembles the Imperial March. My show, there was a little, it was very Star Warsy. Yeah, very, very John Williams, very, very Star Wars with the uh, with the Death Mountain theme there, uh, and and I, I guess going back and thinking about it, the original on the SNES was as well. When you when you actually sit down and think about it, you just never really, you, you know, with the with the sound chip in the SNES, you didn't actually hear how close it resembled to to something from John Williams, but. When Ryo Nagamatsu redid it here for a Link Between Worlds, you could definitely and actually you actually were saying I ruined it because you're like, oh man, all I all I see now is freaking Tie Fighters flying by and yeah. <laughs> sort of doing the uh, Darth Vader impression. But uh, yeah, really really cool how how close that resembles each other. I like that a lot. So maybe Koji Kondo did a. Uh pull a little inspiration from John Williams. It happens all the you, time. You know he did, dude. Obviously, John Williams was such a big thing back in the 80s, uh, 70s, 80s, and even 90s with some of the things that he did, uh, even still to this day somewhat. I mean, John yeah. Williams is still out there out there doing really good stuff. But uh, you know Koji Kondo had to have had some type of influence from him at certain things that he did. So, so before we get to our last track, I'm going to give you a nice little funny fact. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we got we got one last fact before we talk about the last track we're going to listen to today. So in the desert region of this game, there's an enemy called the Geldman. And uh, if you use a sand ride on them, it'll actually make the sand pop up and you'll see that he's wearing red Speedos and he'll run away embarrassed. Okay. There's a, a nice little, little, little funny Easter egg there. You know, if you, if you manage to do that, you know, you get to see him in his skivvies running away. Is it you? I, I too am wearing red Speedos. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> Thank God. I'll be deaf. You thank God. It's, uh, I'm a magnificent man. How dare you? Just, no, uh, thank God. So our next, our next song, uh, of course, is going to be the Low Rule Castle theme. Yeah, we're going to close we're, out with that. We're going to close out with Low Rule Castle. We're going to play the entire track because it is phenomenal. So stick around. It's about five minutes or so. Listen to the entire thing because it is so freaking good. Um, I really, really. And there was actually parts there. We listened to the whole thing. There were parts where I was like, oh, my God, listen to that. Like, I just I I just forgotten how epic this track is. It's so good. And much like earlier, the Ballad of the Goddess uh, playing this song backwards. Actually, uh, there's a little section to sound like the Hyrule Castle theme. Not the entire track, though, just certain sections. No, little sections in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot of original stuff here with the uh, Low World Castle theme, but I felt like this was such a good way to close out the episode just because it's such an epic piece of music. And I think we can actually officially put a pin in it. I don't think we had a bad track this episode. I don't think we did. I think we did it. The perfect episode. Well, if only if I had had a better co-host, the perfect episode is coming up with the uh, anniversary episode. That's going to be I think that might end up being our strongest episode. Yeah, that will be our that will be their crown jewel. We really went all out on that one. Yeah, that's going to be a great episode. I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for you to hear that. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. And this episode here was a lot of fun. I had I had a great time listening to eight tracks from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword and A Link Between Worlds. Uh, it's it's sad because we're actually getting close to the end of, of the three series episodes that we started. So we're actually officially done now with most of the Zelda ones. We've got one more, which is on August 8th. We're going to be taking a look at music from Breath of the Wild. 
And the Final Fantasy episodes are almost done as well. We've got part seven, which is the 13 trilogy coming up later this month. And then next month, we have the last version of Final Fantasy with 15. And then we're actually officially done with our series episodes. We're capping those off. We're not doing them anymore. Remember, we're going to the one-off episodes. So it's kind of, kind of kind of sad at the same time that we're you know we're we're already coming to the close of. But but I will say, The Legend of Zelda, Mario, and Final Fantasy were the were basically the three franchises we really wanted to highlight here on BG Mania. So now we're just going to go forward and we're going to do one-offs. So it's going to make it a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. And we actually, that means we get to jump around if we want to. Exactly. More variety. It's a spicy yeah, life. Uh, definitely a lot more variety. Uh, we can just pick random games and say, you know, and we don't have to go in order anymore either. So like if we want to highlight the new Animal Crossing when it comes out and we haven't highlighted all the Animal Crossings yet, we can do that. Uh, same thing with like Battle for Azeroth, which we're not doing because I don't have it in. in the, I might do a bonus episode for Battle for Azeroth, but um, I don't have it. You know, there's no there's no room to play around. So, but, uh, you know, just things like that, we'll be able to do that. So it'd be really, really cool. But yeah, just make sure you stick around. Make sure you listen to the entire thing for Low Rule Castle because it's fantastic. Great piece of music. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, but that's going to bring us to the close of the show today, dude. We're done. We're getting out of here today. Unless you have anything else you want to discuss before we leave. I just want to say, what up, everybody? So glad you're here. It's BG Mania with that flow back in your ear. It's saying a fantastic voyage, but we're still on a mission to see if we can get your attention. That's right, Coolio. You're Come welcome. Come along, the episode. Right on <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Sport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. Regardless of where you're enjoying this content, be sure to show your support by leaving us a review. And if you aren't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Be sure to also follow us over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all the live streams and events. We can also be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to follow us across social media, check that description box for all the appropriate links. Next week, we are going to be doing a themed episode. We're actually going to be, besides the anniversary episode, which again, Thursday, July 12th, make sure you download that, make sure you listen to it. It's going to be fantastic. But the day before, Wednesday, July 11th, we're going to be taking a look, eight tracks apiece, eight from me, eight from Frank, Lava and fire levels in video games. So I propose it's hot as hell out. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, dude. It's almost 100 degrees. We're melting. Why not listen to some lava and fire music? So the tracks that we specifically select for next week's episode have to be played in a lava or fire level in a particular game. Spoiler alert. You're going to hear a lot of Nintendo tracks next week just because Nintendo games have a lot of fire and, you know, volcano levels, fire levels, that kind of stuff. You know what else does? Portal 2. No, it doesn't. No portal tracks next week. <laughs> there will be no portal tracks next week. If there are, I'm striking it out because there's no freaking fire and lava levels in that game. <laughs> but um, yeah, next week's going to be fun. And, and we're going to have to put a lot of thought into this because... You know, there there are the typical cliche fire and lava level tracks that I can think of off the top of my head, but I want to expand out. I want to find some stuff that's different. I want to find stuff that's more obscure. I want to find some good stuff. 
So uh, while, while Frank will probably take the cliches and the boring path, I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. come I'm gonna I'm gonna come prepare with a lot of heavy hitters next week. Wow, Brian. Am I wrong? The gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah, let's see who can win, Prepare dude. Prepare your brain for yeah, Razzle Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun episode. So again, next week, we're going to have eight tracks each, lava and fire levels found in video games. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the Low Rule Castle theme from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. And remember, next Thursday, special two-hour-plus episode of a bonus episode BG Mania for our one-year anniversary. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.